they forget to do the education uh, piece of going through um, uh, going through different uh, aspects of the real estate space. You know, you have no idea even with our groups that I coach that they're they are business owners. They're they're doing the coaching for themselves. They're the salespeople. They don't even know what a short sale is. They don't know what a foreclosure is. They don't know what a mortgage is. They don't know how that works, right? And so uh, when I go in there, I do different lessons, right? I, I don't make assumptions that they should know or, you know, make hypothetical uh, assumptions of, of what they may or may not know. We just go through the lessons and I teach them different things about real estate so that when these things come up, they can identify it and be able to qualify um, the opportunity whether it be a good um, uh, prospect for us, or um, is there is this company able to provide a solution for this homeowner that has this type of distress? Mike check. I'm good. Mike check. Mike check. You can read about success all day long, but if you don't put in the work, the mindset, execution, and the hustle behind your vision, it just remains a dream. When everything goes wrong, you have to take all the responsibility. We uncover what high-level entrepreneurs, business owners do to rise up from hustling daily. So do what you feel passionate about. Take chances. The world becomes your library to help you to become better at your craft. Join me as I share with you actionable tips to help you grow your business, learn skills, and help you level up in your self-development journey. Your number one spot for business and personal growth is the Online Hustlers Podcast with your host, Esteban Andrade. Every day I'm hustling. Let's talk about the daily duties that yeah. as a as a trainer, as a coach, as a as a consultant in sales that are there for businesses, you would do in order to like, you know, ramp them up and put them in a high performing status. How do you do that? How do you make them high performers? Um, I make sure that as soon as I, I enter the business, I, you know, get introduced to these to these closers. Um, I have them do uh, at least three daily positive habits to help them uh, mentally prepare for the, I guess, the, the workload, right? Make sure that they're coming in healthy, that they're coming in active, that they're coming in awake, because that alone will change the, their performance, right? That, that alone is going to change the entire mood, the attitude, the confidence that they come in because they're not coming in groggy. They're not coming in sleepy. They don't need 10 cups of coffee or anything like that. They, they are at optimal level. So I tell them, hey, listen, go read a book, go meditate before you get, you get here. Make sure that maybe you can go for a run, do a 20-minute exercise. You got to do something to be active and like have your blood rushing and you're ready for the day. Listen to some, some podcast listen to some YouTube, uh, Tony Robbins, um, you know, um, any of the, any of the big guys, right. That are always motivating you or uh, give you some motivation, maybe some great music, get optimized before you show up to work. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to be, you know, training you and you're like sleepy and you're yawning and things of that nature, because that's exactly what's going to end up happening on the phone calls. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I make sure that we set that up and they're doing this thing consistently. They have to report every single day what daily habits they've had for the day, right? And some of them are remote closers from like Philippines or from uh, um, Egypt. And so the time difference is, is different. So I, instead of just doing like morning habits, right, with people that are in our same time zone, uh, I just make sure that they have a habit, a daily habit 
before they come into work, right? So sometimes they come in at 3 p.m. when it's daytime for us. So I say, what did you do prior to getting to, to work before dialing, right? Like, what did you do? So that has drastically changed their uh, perspective. That has drastically changed their mindset. Um, they report back, like, how much better their days are, how optimized they are, how happy they really are. They come in with a different glow and a different energy when they come into work every single day. You see it in, my, in our Slack. You see it in their performance. Uh, you see it at, uh, on, our, on our weekly meetings with the, with the entire uh, you know, team, the, the high-level team. You see them all smiling. They're happy. They're grateful. They, they express the gratitude. Man, I want to be honest with you. I, I know that everybody wants to hear the self shit, but this, that stuff works. And you got to build a culture um, in your organization for them to, to, to come in and be optimal. After that, I just create a, like a structure. I give them like a, um, like a daily planner of what to attack when they come in. Because what ends up happening is that they'll open up your CRM and and depending on what type of operator you are, uh, most operators that I know, doesn't matter if it's high level or if you're a beginner, their CRM and their organization is shit. <laughs> yeah. Things are everywhere. Things are everywhere. And so um, it's it's hard on, a, on, a, on an employee to know exactly what to attack, how to look at things so that everything falls in an order. So what I do is that I provide them with a planner of every day, right? And so I go in there and I also help the business owner make sure that they're keeping a very organized system as well. Because lead management, like I have mentioned earlier in the call, um, the that is like bread and butter. Very few deals are low-hanging fruit that when the lead comes in, you're, you're closing it right on the spot. Very few. Most of them require massaging. And if you're not doing the proper follow-up or the lead management, they're going to get lost in the weeds. And then somebody like myself is going to call them and we're going to lock it up. And then by the time that you find it in your CRM, that shit's already done. Right. And so um, I help with the lead management so that I can make sure that our acquisition people, our salespeople know exactly what they're looking at every single day, what KPIs they have to hit. You know, who, who do you attack first? How do you attack them? How you know frequent do you need to call them? Right. Like and then I put a, a schedule, even like a lunch schedule, lunch schedule, rest schedule, the whole thing. They have to have that so that they can breathe. They can come back, uh, refresh and, and keep going throughout the day because these are long days. Think about you know, you personally doing a hundred calls in one day, shit's exhausting. So, um, I normally do that. Second is just, you know, kind of provide them with a map so that they know what to do every single day that they come in. After all of that is said and done, now I go ahead and do start doing sales training. I provide them with a sales script, right? And then we just go ahead and we pound that script every single day. We just go through it. I think that a lot of people that are, what are missing out from this that Juan is saying is that, look, for a salesperson to be successful, this is how I see it. I have learned it also from Alex Ramosi. You need two things. And actually, there is two ways to go about this, but you need two things. You need to, for them to have skill set, but also you have for them to have conviction on what they're selling and what they're actually helping the customer on, which homeowners, they have to have the conviction. Um, they have to provide that conviction that whatever it is that they are selling, which is the service of real estate, uh, consulting and making sure that you acquire property and, and helping through these many different issues. They, high, they have a high conviction. If they have a high conviction, 
even if the sales skill sets are not there just yet, high conviction will also produce really good results because they see that, look, this homeowner has absolutely been a, through the pre-foreclosure and the stressful situation, but he was helped. We have a testimonial for this. We have a case study. We have this homeowner that recently just got out of this situation and we, our team helped us. Like we have the proof, the proof is right there. So whenever you're putting them into that morning routine that Juan was saying, they're like, hey, lift them up, pump them up. You're really elevating the conviction that this is gonna work. You're gonna prepare them for exactly what's gonna happen. Maybe later at the day that there's gonna be rejection, there's gonna be no's, there's gonna be those uh, down moments where maybe homeowners are playing hard to get, right? Or hard bolts. Well, that is exactly uh, how you're going to reframe the person every single day because salespeople yeah. are gonna have, they're just like businesses. They're gonna have ups and downs. And when they have downs, they have downs, yeah. you know, like really big, really big downs, probably an entire week or two or three weeks of no sales. It could happen. It can right. happen. So how do you ramp them up, right? I mean, I've learned that uh, as well as business owner as well. Uh, so that's pretty huge, man. Um, it's it's really, really yeah. huge. A lot of people uh, miss, uh, underestimate that, right? They just think that it's a, just a regular thing. They should just come in and, and make the, the phone calls. But if they're not prepared, right, then they're prepared to fail, right? It's one of those things. Prepared yeah, 100%. And I think like, so this is what I've seen after hiring multiple salespeople and making sure that I, I get that rock star. So I've had salespeople that come in, they get burned, or they come in and they don't really believe in the product or things like that. And it really is my fault. One, yes. because I did not really um, set the right expectations, put the proper systems, and maybe chose the wrong person too. But um, before, when, I, when, when this was happening, guess what? I did not have the right onboarding process so that this person, when it comes in into the company, be like, wow, this is legit. My position as a, as a, as a salesperson that is going to depend on commissions, highly dependent on commissions, is not going to be, it's not going to be, uh, damage or I, I and they're gonna think I just did not do a bad decision. I did the right decision. My company that I'm working with right now has an incredible onboarding system. They have an incredible training for me. They have everything prepared for me. I believe that this is gonna be so good for me that therefore I believe what I'm gonna sell is gonna be amazing, right? I believe that whatever it is that we have prepared for homeowners, it's also freaking amazing, right? Okay, so. Right. One of those things is that a lot of uh, business owners do not prepare to take in salespeople. And I put about one or two months straight of literally putting together a onboarding process and a, a, a at least a foundational training for the, for these closers. For right. them to feel like they're coming in into a legitimate type of company that is going to provide them uh, the resources because I'm you as a business owner, you're going to have to work with for them. You're, you're going to have to give them everything, all the tools that are required in right. order for them to succeed, right? Right, right. 
it's it's important that I mean that's that's really huge when it comes down to not only sourcing the right person, but how do you retain that person? How do you give them the confidence that this is the company that's going to be able to perform? Because I I can sell you know I I can sell uh, what do they say ice to an Eskimo, but if my business uh, uh, owner cannot deliver on the promises that I'm making to the homeowner, right? Or can't, you know, can't get their shit together while I'm doing all this work. Well, that I'm leaving. That demotivates me. Like if I'm uh, every single deal that I, uh, that I try to bring in, you can't close, you can't do this, you can't do that. And it takes me like freaking three months to, to convert something, but I'm doing the right thing. You make me feel like shit. Right. And so you got to set those expectations. You have to build your company up. I don't care if you just started or if you've been in the business for a very long time. Present your business like it's the top notch. Like this, we, there is no one better. And it's just, it's, it's a sales thing to the salespeople. Remember when I started, first started the conversation, I said the easiest people to sell is salespeople. Yeah. So you got to sell them. You got to sell them on your company and the things that you do. And then that's going to uh, reflect on the phone calls, right? Because then, you know, once... Once you got the right people, you build the confidence, you have your onboarding, you have, you know, that that setup, everything else is just going to be technical and it's going to be more like um, uh, like managing than anything else uh, because the performance is going to be there. They're going to come in happy. They're going to be motivated. They're going to see, you know, the these type of results. And then I'm going to come in there and all I'm going to do is just make sure that we're optimizing that, that we're leveling up every single time, that they're learning because a lot of times, um, I guess as business owners, we forget to do the education piece consistently where we assume that, and it's probably because of our experience, we assume that, you know, they should know, right? You should know that an ARV, you should know that a house, you know, uh, or let's just say like a roof shingle or somebody tells you, oh, I got barrel tile, but you're doing calls in like, you know, in Ohio. And then they say, hey, do you have barrel tile or, or shingle? Something as stupid as that, like they sound dumb because like in Ohio, they don't use barrel tile, right? And so they forget to do the education uh, piece of going through um, uh, going through different uh, aspects of the real estate space. You know, you have no idea even with our groups that I coach that they're, they are business owners. They're, they're doing the coaching for themselves. They're the salespeople. They don't even know what a short sale is. They don't know what a foreclosure is. They don't know what a mortgage is. They don't know how that works. Right. And so uh, when I go in there, I do different lessons, right? I, I don't make assumptions that they should know, or, you know, make hypothetical um, assumptions of, of what they may, may not know. We just go through the lessons and I teach them different things about real estate so that when these things come up, they can identify it and be able to qualify um, the opportunity, whether it be a good um, uh, prospect for us or um, is there is this company able to provide a solution for this homeowner that has this type of distress or this type of uh, situation? So, you know, and that I do cover a lot in, in my sales script as well. Like my sales script is is probably one of the most in-depth, um, most in-depth and straight to the point type of uh, sales script that get absolutely everything. I love to call it the who, what, where, when, why, how script for real estate acquisitions. Because that's another aspect of the business that whether you're a high level person or you are just starting in the business or you're new to sales, most people, I always listen to their conversation. And the first thing they say, you know, they first of all, 
their introduction is absolutely horrible because they sound like every other telemarketer, like a home warranty people or car warranty people calling, and they can barely get to even the the seller to take them serious. Even what if they will be a will be a great introduction, a great welcoming welcoming call or welcoming intro for. And I know I know it's gonna sound very basic, but if you just do it, I promise. If you just do this, Esteban. Hello. Hey, this is Juan. Hey, Juan. Es this Esteban. This is you, right? Yeah, yeah. This is me. Yeah. Sorry, man. I know you don't know me. My name is Juan. I'm actually with Family First. Um, I think you had submitted a form regarding that property on One Two Three Main Street. Yes, I, I I believe I did. Yeah, I received it last night. Uh, did I catch you at a bad time? Uh, no. I'm about to enter a meeting in seven minutes. Okay. I, I don't really need too much of your time. And if you need me to give you a call back at a later time, that's totally cool. I just received the, uh, the actual uh, form and wanted to see if you had a quick minute to chat about the property, see if it's even a good fit. Yeah. That's it. That's the intro. There's nothing special. It's everything is nonchalant. I'm like straight to the point, right? I introduce myself like I know you. I call out your name like I know you because people want to do uh, business with people they like, right? So how do you how do you leave an everlasting impression on someone like like I know you're you're a firm believer on uh, obviously this is common sense like the first impression is gonna be the what yeah. matters most but how do you do that like how do you make what are the steps or the mindset or how do you prepare like what do you have to understand from the other side in order to leave a first ever everlasting impression. You, you got to be enthusiastic as hell. And I learned that from Jordan Bedford. <laughs> you, every time you make a call, you're excited as shit. And, I, and, I, and the way that I help my salespeople understand what that means is like, I, I ask them this question. I say, hey, listen, uh, when was the last time somebody called you to, to give you money? They're like, no, nobody ever calls me to give me money. I'm like, exactly. So everybody that calls you, right, they either want you to buy a product They want to sell you on a warranty. They want to sell you insurance. They want you to do a donation. They're trying to take from you, right? Everybody that calls you, that's what they want or a bill collector or whatever. Everything is very freaking depressing. Somebody wants to take something from you, take your time, take your money, take your energy, take whatever, right? Sell you something. I'm calling you to give you money. You need to sound excited as fuck. <laughs> Sorry, I hope that it gets bleeped out. You got to get sound excited, right? Because I'm I'm calling you to to purchase the biggest asset that you own, and you gotta you have to just mentally be ready to 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 make their day happy because you know that they're they may answer in a rude way, they may be upset, they may be you know whatever running around, they might be busy, whatever. But you when you call in, right, to leave an impression, you have to be really excited. Hey, um, uh, Juan, Juan who? Uh, no, my name is Juan. I'm, I'm sorry to, to bother you, man. Uh, I just need a quick minute of your time. You you had inquired about that property on 123 Main Street? And it's everything is like high pitch, high voice, right? Like trying to get them excited, right? If you answer, if you answer the call like, yeah, who's this? Hey, man, this is Juan. Juan who, man? Who are you? What do you want? Hey, look, man, I'm not here to bother you at all. And then I can kind of get low on it and just kind of deflect that situation. Hey, I'm sorry if I caught you at a bad time and I'm apologizing, not disarms them. 
Now they're like li waiting to listen to see what is next, right? It's not, hey, Mr. Robinson is, uh, hi, hi, I'm looking for Mr. Robinson. Click, right? Because if you know me, then why, why would you be calling me Mr. Anderson? Or, you know, like you got to make it a little bit more personable. You got to make it a lot more exciting, right? You have to come into the conversation. I ask all of my callers to have a mirror. They have to have a mirror because people can feel, they can sense if you're sad, if you're down, if you're high energy, you're not, you know, low energy, you're depressed or whatever. It comes off on the phone, even from the very first introduction. So I have them have, a, I said, hey, listen, you got to get yourself a mirror. Go on Amazon, do what you got to do. Just got to get yourself a mirror because you have to be smiling. They can sense that. And that's an old yeah. school trick. Huge. So that's how I help them to, you know, to get there, to be motivated, to go and and provide a value where it's like, hey guys, you're calling somebody to give them money for their house, and we're not talking about chunk change. We're not talking about five hundred dollars, right? Even though I've bought property for five hundred bucks, but but we're calling, and, 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 yeah, yeah, and Ohio. Ohio. Um, I've gotten houses for free, so that's a that's an interesting story. But um, point is, typically you're calling with tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars to offer somebody. That's exciting as hell.